You are watching the Sick Podcast, Recruits Draftcast. The boys are back. We're going to talk prospects. We got Rocco's Riser on deck. We got our prospect of the week. And of course, we're going to talk about our Habs prospect of the week. So let's get to it. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast. Recruits Draftcast. And with the first overall selection in the 2023 NHL Draft, the Chicago Blackhawks are very proud to select from the Regina Pats, the Western Hockey League, Connor Bedard. The sickest NHL Draft and Scouting Podcast. It's gonna be sick. As always, I am your host, producer Shane. We got Grant, we got Rocco, the boys are back. Uh, Guys, it's been a... A calmer week, right? No crazy trades this week, but uh, how we doing nonetheless? Uh, not amazing. I'm not amazing this week, or what? I, I ran out on? of adjectives, Grant. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I used okay. I shouldn't have given you that dig just before we came on air. Yeah, okay. I'll <laughs> I'll remember that next time. Not, you know, you can tell that it wasn't me that came up with the uh, the intro to that, eh? Like, what's that? You, we got so many Habs followers here and you'd think that they'd say with the first selection the canadians are mm. proud to select yuri safkoski but it's freaking connor bedard and yeah. and then also i mean the 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 header that's on the the home page of the of the youtube at first it had uh had austin matthews on there instead of slavkoski and I, I i mean i got them to change that so hopefully you know, I mean, what Haas fan wants to see? Oh, oh there's uh, Austin Matthews. You know, hey, this is this is the this is the this is the draft the draft cast. We got We're gonna have to bring out the Festivus poll for the airing of the grievances. I think. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm just just putting a bug in their ear. I know they're the producers today, and uh, hopefully they took note of that. Uh, you know, that that intro should should be Slavkowski first pick. Canadians take. But you, you want, but you want a guy that hit, right? What's Bedard doesn't hit. Bedard doesn't hit. What are you talking about? He <laughs> got hit. He gets hit, and he gets his jaw broke. Oh, you said hit. Okay, now I get it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so Grant's uh, not doing too hot. Rocco, how you doing? Oh, <laughs> uh, just another day in paradise here. Love it, love it. Well, hey, you know what? We're gonna kick off with your segment. Cue the music. It's Rocco's Riser of the Week. This week belongs to Merrick. Oh, him. Yeah, we I didn't got... even dance this time. Go ahead. Merrick, Merrick Van Acker, uh, left winger for the Brantford Bulldogs. Checks in at 6-1, buck 70. He's got 41 points, 19 goals in 39 games for the season. But in his last 10, he's been particularly hot. He's got 17 points in his last 10 games. For me, this guy is a very true two-way, very versatile winger. He plays with a lot of pace, uh, which you like. He's constantly on the puck, chasing guys down, chasing loose pucks, and he gives it at both ends too. It's not just on the forecheck, and you'll see it a ton in these clips here. He forces a ton of turnovers on the defensive side of the puck. So he really is a two-way winger, and he is putting up over a point a game. Uh, So you like that he can do it at both ends. Ton of effort in his game. He very rarely... You, will you see him take a shift off? He seems to be really always always on and always hounding around the puck. And if he's not, 
if it's not on his side, if he's a weak side winger, he's very strong in his support game of the puck. So he understands that you're not, you know, you can be on it, but not all the time. Sometimes you need to be in that support role. And he does a really good job of when to jump on loose plays and go hard at guys and when to take a step back and play a support role and be ready for a potential loose puck to pop out, force a turnover. Speed and quickness. Now, this is a thing. Now, this is like this guy is actually a true riser for me. I've, I've watched him a bunch of times, and the first game that I saw him, I don't, I didn't actually particularly love him. And the more I watched him, the more that he's grown on me. He skates really well when he's up at top speed, and when he's when he's energized, he brings a lot of quickness to his game as well. But that is one thing, and that was one reason the first game I watched him, I wasn't initially crazy about him because he didn't have that jump and that pace and he looked tired and slow. And I think maybe I just caught him on. You're not going to be hundred percent every game. And then I see him other games and he's all over guys. He's all over the puck. So I don't, at first I thought he might've had a skating thing. I don't think there's any issue there now, but I do think he maybe needs to just strengthen up a little bit, which is not uncommon for a kid that age, 17 years old. Um, so I was happy with that after seeing it. And that kind of was one thing that grew on me over time. Um, he has very good, very good instincts around the ice, very good hockey IQ. He reads the game very well and he anticipates the game very, very well. He seems to be one of those guys that he's not really caught out of position. I don't watch the game and see him losing track of his man. I don't see him like lost out there or puck watching or trying to figure out who to cover. He knows his role. He knows his positioning and he, he forced probably five or six turnovers in, the, in this one video alone on the defensive side of the puck. So you're not doing that unless you know how to read a play because you need to be able to anticipate the play uh, in order to do that. He can both finish. This is, you see his goal there. Um, good job getting to the front of the net, works hard in front, battles hard, picks up that loose puck so he can finish. But he's also a good playmaker as well. And he's not fancy in the way that he makes plays, but he is skilled. Um, and what I mean by that is you don't see him make one too many moves, but he does a very good job of making one move and, and making a decision, which is what you're going to need to do at the pro level because guys in the OHL, you can make four or five moves on guys, and that's fine. But in the NHL, if you're lucky, if you beat your first man before the second, and the second man's not on you right away. So it's make one move and dish, and he does a really nice nice job of that. So, And those are kind of little things that, again, like I said, he's grown on me over time because he does, I find, make a lot of – smarter plays that maybe you kind of really got to pay attention to notice it's a little smaller detailed things but the more you watch he does these things on a continual basis and very very consistently it's always like oh geez okay that was smart okay that was smart he's in the right spot there so you like a guy with with good hockey iq and and from a skill perspective again aside from maybe strengthening up adding a little bit of weight and i i can nitpick his his first step or two a, a bit but um, it, it, that's what it would be. It'd be nitpicking a little bit. So he doesn't really have any sort of fatal flaw to me as a player that I, there's not one thing that I look at and say, okay, this, this is one thing that that's going to keep him from advancing or progressing to the next level or maybe reaching his potential. So I don't see a major, major red flag in his game, which, which you have to like, uh, cause it does bring, it does bring a sense of safety and security and, for me, this isn't a guy who, who's who's in the first round right right yet. Although there's a lot of season left, but for me, he's not he's not there. Um, I like him as a, as a second rounder 
right now somewhere in, in that mix. Um, but there's, there is some safety and, and a really good floor there. And he plays, a, like I said, he's very versatile and he can, I can do it at both ends. So I do see him being able to be a player, to adapt his game to whatever role a team needs him to do and, and be happy doing that and be happy contributing. And for me, that's a very, very good thing in a player. You see a lot of guys outside the first round, they're, they're, they may have one fatal flaw that may keep them out of the league entirely. And for him, I don't see that. And the way that his game just seems to be getting better and better and better as the season goes on. Um, you talk about red flags. That's a big green flag for me. He's he's consistently improving and he, and he looks better each time I watch him, which is what you want to see. You want to see progression throughout the year. And for that reason, he's he's my riser of the week. Fair enough. Great one. Yeah. I uh, <clears throat> yeah I I have to agree with you on that. Uh, I don't see an issue with his skating. I think his skating's decent, actually. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's not a small kid either, right? So you have to take into account that uh, that he's probably uh, done some growing in the last year or two, and and that. Uh, with a bit more strength, seeing that he's 17 years old, that uh, I think his skating is going to be fine. Yep, no, and I, I agree with that completely. And that's why I think, and we talked after that first game, I, I watched him, and that that was my thing. But the more that I watch him, the more I think, you know, you're not going to have your best game all the time. And I think that's more of a case of, of what it was. Um, but that's, that's why you got to watch a guy a, a pile of times throughout, throughout the year. Right, that's right. No, uh, you you can't base it on one one view, and I find with any prospect, that's for sure. No, and he actually, uh, my prospect of the week has some similarities there. So, uh, you want to want me to cue it up? Uh, Let's run get with to it. it or? Prospect of the week this week is Sam O'Reilly. Let's talk about him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, he's. Uh, He's a, you know, London's done it again, right? The prospect factory's uh, churning out mm -hmm. another forward. Seems like every year they got a kid that comes a forward that comes on as the year goes along. You know, Evangelista before, uh, uh, you can name, like you could go down the list there. There's always seems to yeah. be a kid for Menton, um, Horvat. Uh, they all rose as the year went on. And I think that's the same case with the, uh, with O'Reilly, his skating, uh, maybe his stride's a little weak at this point, uh, but the mechanics don't appear to be issue, and it's likely just uh, like Vanacker, he just needs to get stronger. Um, mm. Scouts, so scouts aren't going to penalize him for that, but um, he's shown improvement in the skating since the start of the year, and that's always a positive sign. So uh, he's um, he's solid defensively. That's the first thing that stands out for me. He's a key penalty killer for the Knights as a 17 year old. And uh, typically that's not, uh, you know, Dell Hunter doesn't afford such a role to a draft eligible unless it's uh, he really likes him. So uh, he's versatile and that he can play either the wing or center, but he's uh, you know, he mostly plays at center. It's going to need to keep working on his face offs. He's probably, he's about 50% this year, which is by no means terrible, but uh, he'll need to improve that over the next two years if he hopes to win, you know, half his draws in the NHL someday. Um, decent skill level. What's most attractive, I find, is that he looks uh, like it's, he's a safe bet to play. To play, So he's got a, a much like Vinacre, he's got a good floor. Uh, smart, responsible defensively, good compete level. 
prototypical size at six one for a, for a winger forward center. We'll need to add some muscle, and hopefully that will make his stride stronger. Um, with uh, Halton and Cowan away at the World Juniors, he got more of an offensive opportunity. And uh, as a result, he has 22 points in his last 14 games after fetching 18 mm. in his first 27. So you always like to see a, a points progression as the year's gone on, and that's certainly the case with him. Uh, he's averaging better in 18 minutes a game. Uh, and 2.8 goals against per 60 minutes, which is actually pretty, pretty good. Uh, in his past 10 games at 19 minutes a game and 334 a night, he's averaging shorthanded. He's been on the ice for only four goals against, uh, while chipping in six goals and 15 points. So mm -hmm. that those are outstanding numbers that reflect his all around effectiveness. Um, I mean, London's a great team that's won 12 straight while outscoring its opponents 75-22, but he's been a big part of that. He looks to have the anticipatory skills, awareness, and work ethic to become an effective two-way uh, NHL player. Um, London prospects typically get selected higher than the general public expects, and with good reason. I mean, scouts know they'll be getting first-rate coaching They'll likely play, and they'll likely play important playoff games, as London is rarely not a contender, and they look like they're going at least two rounds this year again. Um, you know, and fans, uh, scouts will be there to see Dickinson anyway, so he'll get a lot of views, and I think he just likely keeps on rising as the uh, as the draft year goes along. I think he's an honest, versatile player. He's got a high floor, medium ceiling. Uh, he looks to have third line upside, but a decent bet to carve out a steady role in in a team's bottom six. Um, he may be a guy who can play up and down your lineup due to his versatility and sound defensive game too. So, like if he, uh, you know, if you had to plug him into the second line due to injuries, like an Artie Lekkinen type player, I think he's got the capability to do that. Now, I think uh, you know, look at him to be a candidate to be selected somewhere in the forty to sixty range. Um, again, mind you, there's always a London Ford that seems to rise at the end of the year. And it wouldn't shock me if, uh, he just keeps climbing and it, you know, if he produces in the playoffs, like he has in the past month, uh, wouldn't be surprised if he ends up being top 40. So, uh, just yet another, uh, London forward that, uh, that has grown on, on scouting, uh, you know, the scouting community as, as years gone on and he's, uh, he's a solid uh, prospect to uh, keep an eye on the rest of the year. You mentioned um, one thing that, that you mentioned, it's scouts, guys from London will often get drafted higher than the public might expect because they're from London. But that's a key point to make because it's not just drafting, it's drafting and development. And exactly. the, develop, the development part of it is every bit of as important because you could draft the, the most skilled players in the whole wide world, but if, they're not developed properly. That doesn't mean doesn't mean squat, right? So scouts and teams do have that confidence in that in that London program because they do it consistently. They produce regular NHL players, and there's massive value to that. To especially especially in the second round to getting a full time a full time player there, and you know you say you could you wouldn't be surprised if he keeps rising, and 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 me neither. You see it all the time in like the really good teams at the end of the first round pick twenty five onward sort of thing oftentimes they're 
they will knowingly pass up someone with a higher ceiling or skill level for a guy that they know is going to play. And well, Easton, Easton Cowan last year, how many people expected London. him to go where he went? Mm-hmm. I mean, I had him in the first round, but most independent lists, public lists had him, what, 40, 40 on. But you know he's getting developed right the next two years. And look at the jump he made. He made the World Juniors as a as an 18-year-old. So, yeah, go ahead, uh, Rocco. Yeah, yeah. So, no, no, that was, that was basically my point. But I, I like this player a lot as well. And and you, you compare, if we were to compare his scouting report to Van Acker's scouting report, there, there's a lot of crossover there. And I, I feel actually the, these two are, are nice guys to bring up on the same week because they're two guys uh, who, who made jockey for, for draft position a, l- a little bit for this, the second half of the year. Uh, I think Van, Van Acker maybe maybe a little bit. You might put him second right now, but I, I do think they're 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 right there and they're they're worth debating in that in that sense. And they bring a lot of the same a lot of the same tools and a lot of the same traits that teams are going to really really like um, to the table. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, the point totals of both of them they've really they've stepped up over a point a game in the last last month. So that's always. Uh, and that's what you're that's, looking for, that, that that progression. You know, you have the, the early parts of the season. You're looking for that progression, to, uh, you know, leading into the Christmas break, the New Year's break, right after kickoff the second half, and, and then roll that momentum into the playoffs. And then these are the kind of guys, too, that can often – no, not we'll, we'll see how they play, but they can often raise their stock in the playoffs because their style of play – translate so well to a playoff type of game they can handle it they they thrive in that in that physical that aggressive that tighter checking and 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 that's why maybe guys like this come out of nowhere seemingly sometimes towards the end of the end of the end of the draft cycle and then all of a sudden draft day they're picked 15 spots ahead of where most people have them because well you know what you, you watch them get better all season long and then they stepped up again in the playoffs and they, they played hard nose hockey which is what wins year in year out and teams like that yeah well I mean uh you know I was looking at the stats on O'Reilly and I mean playing 334 shorthanded in his draft year for London yeah is just it testament to just how much uh trust Dale Hunter has into in him already so I mean he's going to be I think he's going to be one of the the top defensive uh, forwards in the OHL over the next two years because that'll just grow. You know, th- typically they don't give uh, draft eligible guys that much responsibility, especially defensively. Uh, so next year, you know, they got Julian Gazazov, McHugh graduate. You know, I mean, maybe one or two comes back as an overager, but they'll 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 be top nine spots that open up uh, top six spots, and he'll. Uh, Typical London forward. He'll end up uh, putting up great points probably next year, and he'll look like a solid pick, just like uh, Cowan does this year and Barky even. Uh, Barky's yeah, having well, they, Barky's they, top five in in league scoring. So they they do it they do it right because when guys are ready and they, they're more conservative, I find with with their prospects. Like you mentioned, they're not typically giving these responsibilities to the draft eligible players, sort of thing, but. Equally, when the players are ready for that responsibility, they give them the opportunity. And, and you know, this guy's a perfect perfect example of it, and he's taken that opportunity and, and absolutely run with it. 
and now he's sitting there three and a half minutes shorthanded, and he's and he's and he's still over a point a game, and he's and again he's he's a positive player in all three zones. Yeah, for sure. What do you think there, Shane? I don't know. Missed the missed the bit there, but uh, <laughs> the, the 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 point that you guys are making about the London prospects is so valid because you can go back to, to years and years. It's it's been such a consistent factor that they are a a machine at producing high level prospects that do succeed in the NHL. It's like it's a safe bet at this point. Oh, I'm picking a guy from London. Yeah, he's probably going to pan out, right? It's 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 ridiculous what they've been able to do there, and they're yeah. going to keep doing it, and it's going to be the same year, it's same thing every year. So whenever we talk about a London prospect, yeah, we're we're going to talk about many. That's you you know that's going to be a fact, and and I mean we didn't even mention Oliver Bonk is playing out of his mind right now, so that's helping everybody else as well. Uh, everything about what the, the Knights are doing is is just fantastic. Uh, the OHL playoffs are going to be a lot of fun. Uh, let me tell you. Yeah. You know, you, you you got you got the you got the Knights, you got the Rangers, you got Saginaw. I mean, we could keep listing them. It's it's going to be it's going to be a the lot West of fun. alone. The West That's alone it. is going to be crazy. Yeah. We'll have to get out. We'll have to get out to a. We'll maybe have to take a roadie there in the in the playoffs. There, uh, I I'm you know what I got one in the works, and I'm going to give a little shout out to Big Darn in London. Um, we're I'm going to go over there and bunk bunk. Stay there for for the weekend, catch a few games with him, and um, actually, he he's been he's been pushing this for me to watch this guy quite a bit. O'Reilly, O'Reilly. so mm. uh, little hot, <laughs> little hot tip there for you, big darn. Love yeah, that. well, I know you you first mentioned it a few weeks ago, and then the World Juniors got in the way, and you know, I mean, we I knew we'd eventually get to looking closely at this kid, yeah. and uh, you know, we both had a look at him in the past week and I said, okay, this is going to be my riser of the week. I'm going to, I'm going to upstage uh, Rocco on this one and take, uh, <laughs> you take know what? There was, there was enough risers to, to go around this week. We, we could have done the meet either way. There's two, uh, two, two really good two way, two way wingers here and uh, O'Reilly and may end up being a centerman. And That's and what we're going to start doing here is, uh, we're going to post the uh, Rocco's riser on the website as well. He's got an extended video, I think six plus minutes. Yeah, uh, half minutes. And along with his notes, and I've done the same thing here. I've uh, written up a, you know, a spiel on uh, O'Reilly, and I'll put up his video as well. And and as and we'll do it with the house prospect too. So each week now, uh, each of these uh, is going to be posted and, along with the notes on each uh, on the website too for our yeah. subscribers so that's that's right our subscribers and you can follow us i'm on twitter at scout rocco tell me why i'm wrong tell me why i'm right happy to chat with anyone who wants to about the prospects and hopefully you can subscribe to recruits.ca as well his mm-hmm. uh, his single post a week is usually riveting so uh make sure you follow <laughs> him. hey it's a, as soon as someone wants to have a conversation i'll be all over it okay there we go. Well, quality over quantity love it maybe right. i'll maybe i'll uh reply to one of your then we'll have a conversation on Twitter. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Okay. Awesome. Well, Rocco, we thank you as always for your, your insight. Great riser as always. And we'll see you next week. Take care. Thanks guys. All right. Rocco Zappi as always. Uh, fantastic stuff. And that was Sam O'Reilly, our prospect of the week. Now, if you haven't checked it out already, we highly encourage you to do so after you finish this video, but we interviewed Owen Beck earlier this week, and it was a fantastic interview. 
really great stuff. And sure enough, keeping on with the tradition, right? He was going to be the pro the Habs prospect of the week, regardless if we were interviewing him or not. But it seems only fitting that, you know, he is this week. Last week, right, our Habs prospect of the week was Lane Hudson, and we had him on the show. So, you know, if, if you're a hockey player watching and you want to have a good week, I think I think the thing to do is just to come on with us and chat a bit. I, I guess I guess we have good luck. So uh, how Owen Beck is our Habs prospect of the week, putting up nine points in three games with Saginaw. Pretty ridiculous stuff. Yeah, it's very encouraging to see that. And it's just, you know, it just goes to show that, I mean, Peter Broe was about a point per game. And now, uh, you know, it, it was all about system and and mm. and teammates to a certain extent, you know. Um, we're getting to see what he what he can do with really um, high-end uh, skilled guys in the OHL. And I think it's uh, – some people might have to uh, uh, change their thought. They're like, look at that pass. It's just mm. beautiful. Uh, led the guy perfectly underneath the defenseman's stick. But I think uh, some Hav fans are going to have to maybe uh, readjust their uh, their thinking on just how much upside Beck has. Because I, yeah. um, I mean, he's got such a well-rounded game that he's going to be able to, you're going to be able to plug him anywhere in the middle six lineup. I really think that like, He's not going to hurt you as a second line center, especially, I mean, you look at the Habs, you know, some of the guys that they've had playing, a, like they've had Jake Evans playing a second line center role this year mm -hmm. at times. So if Jake Evans can play a second line center role, uh, Beck's, I mean, Beck's got a way more upside than, than Jake Evans. He's better skater, better shooter, um, better on faceoffs, just stronger. Just uh, an all-round better prospect. Oh, we snuck in a Reinbacher. Might as well, There's right? A, yeah. <laughs> we'll throw, throw in a Reinbacher at the end. There you go. That was a nice yeah, pass. That, yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, but, yeah that's funny. But, um, I mean, as you see by these, uh, he's going to pile up points Saginaw. There he is with Prax got the puck, and you just see the, uh, you know, like – he wasn't getting too many of those uh, uh, points in Peterborough <laughs> this no. year. So you're going to see uh, – I wouldn't be surprised if he averages two points a game the rest of the year with Saginaw and ends up being, you know, a uh, top 20 scorer by year's end and then has a just a terrific playoff because look at this. This was fantastic. Oh. Hello. <laughs> Play in his own end and then stole the puck at center, came in and just slid it in between like – See you later. Grabs it and then yeah, yeah, five hole. Looks like <laughs> love the Sally too. That's awesome. uh, he, yeah, he likes Sagan already. This was so good we had to put it in three times. But uh, yeah, um, he's. Uh, I think maybe his offensive upside has been a little bit curtailed, both in Mississauga and Peterborough to a certain extent. As you're seeing in these highlights, he can dish the puck. He can shoot it. Uh, his skating's great. Um, we know how versatile he is and how good he is defensively, but there is second line upside there if if everything gets put together. Um, I mean, we mentioned in that uh, 
that interview with him that, you know, perhaps someday he's on a line with Doc and Meshara, their second unit. And I can, I can really realistically see that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, he might take a lot of draws and maybe um, moves to the wing to a certain degree and Doc Doc's in the middle because he's just that size down That's low good. in the defensive end. Uh, but like he, he mentioned even in that, it it's so interchangeable, the positions you just, you play, you play by instinct. And, and I mean, Marty St. Louis even said this before, right? You just, you, f- you follow your instincts and go where the puck is. You don't have to, oh no, I have to be in the center of the ice because I'm a center or I have to be on the right wing because I'm a right wing. That's not the system that Marty plays or most teams play. Mm-hmm. So you, you you have to be adaptable and, and Beck is. And I think for sure he's got middle line uh, uh, upside at the NHL level all day, meaning second or third line. And, and uh, you know, he might start out fourth line center and work his way up. That's often the case for a for a young player, but I don't know that there's going to be any uh, HL time for him. He's just so ready. I think at this time he he's he almost made the Canadians twice out of training camp already. That's it. And uh, he's strong enough. He's fast enough. He's smart enough. He's definitely good enough on faceoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marty, you know that Marty loves him already. So I'd almost put it as it would be a surprise if he doesn't make the Canadians uh, a lineup out of training camp next year. I think yeah. he's one prospect that isn't going to need AHL seasoning. I just because he's just already so pro ready, I think. And the experience of having two World Juniors, two Memorial Cups, at least one long OHL playoff last year where they won the championship all is part of the, you know, another reason why he's going to be ready. I believe to play at the uh, NHL level starting next year. That's it. No, I, I think I see him sort of as a Jaden Struble in a sense where his style of game, I know for a fact is going to translate so well to the NHL. He is built for the NHL, right? He's going to be a coach's dream because you can put him in just about any situation. He's very fluid, right? He can play center, he can play the wing. You just slot him in wherever and you know what you're going to get out of him too. He's so reliable uh, and, and he's putting up absurd amount of points right now. I get that it's a three-game sample, but a three three point per game is, is pretty insane. So, uh, you know, I, I think Habs fans should really, really be more excited than they are right now about Owen Beck. He's going to be, a, for me, he's a lock next year to make the team. I, I, I honestly thought he could have made it this year, but it was the right move to send him back to the OHL because he's getting phenomenal development there and going to the Mem Cup. But nonetheless, I, I think uh, he's going to be in the NHL for a long time, hopefully with the Habs. Um, yeah, Owen Beck, well-deserving of Habs prospect of the week here. If if uh, Doc had suffered that injury in training camp, mm. you may have He's seen him. It. Yeah. You may have seen him with the club all year. But I think it was the best best thing to mm-hmm. set him back. He didn't uh, he didn't produce at a you know at a sensational level last year. And I think the Habs were hoping, you know, you want to see a guy. 
uh, excel points wise offensively at the uh, junior level before, because I think they see him as a second, third line guy. So you, you want to see the offense at the, at that level before you, um, you know, um, bring him in and maybe, cause he might even play a third top nine role next year, right off the bat. So that was probably not going to be the case this year. And uh, I think it, it's, it's, it just bodes well for the future for him. And you notice how, how thick his neck when we were interviewing <laughs> no, he, there. He's, he's, he's like, a strong guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, he yeah. plays a very physical, physical style of game that exactly like, like I was saying, right. A style that will translate really well to the NHL. Cause a lot of kids making the jump from junior to the NHL aren't quite ready for that next physical step. Like it, you're getting rocked every night and he'll be doing the rocking. You know what I mean? So he's, he's already prepared for that. Uh, Physically yep. too, like you, like you mentioned, he's, he's, he's a thick guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. All right, folks, that'll about do it shorter show today, but not much in the news to talk about. So uh, we still a good show. I think lots of good stuff about uh, our prospects of the week. And I mean, you might want to subscribe because next week we're going to be rolling. All right. We're not stopping. We got Bob McKenzie coming on and Another guy that will keep a, a, a little secret. So you got to subscribe. You got to follow to, to keep up with us and and uh, figure out who our next guest will be. You won't want to miss it. It's going to be great. Trust me on that. Uh, Grant, any parting words? Uh, no, I, I'm looking forward to the next two. We've got oh, yeah. uh, we've got a great prospect. And I mean, the Bob father doesn't get any better than that. Bobby Margarita. Yeah, legend in the uh, scouting world. So uh, I think everybody's going to be really excited about that. And yeah, we're going to get some, some really great insights about this year's draft class. So uh, I'm pumped. I'm, I'm, I'm totally pumped for that. So thank you all for watching as always uh, go, go check out recruits.ca, right? Grant mentioned that all our videos are going to be on there now, right? Brocco's extended riser of the week. So you want to check that out and, and lots of great content prospect wise, Habs wise, it's all on there. It's a buck ninety nine a month for uh, prospect coverage, and we're going to have a ton. I've got uh, I've been interviewing NHL scouts, and I got a pile of uh, notes that I'm going to put up there. Scouts quotes over the next couple of weeks too, and uh, we're also going to do a we're going to update our, our rankings uh, thoroughly and have a midterm out before Bob, so it doesn't look like we're copying Bob's list. So it's probably going to be similar though, because uh, great oh, minds think it. alike, right? Great minds think alike. Well, we talk to NHL scouts, right? Uh, it, we get a good, you know, yeah. I listen to them just like Bob does. They're the they're the guys that are in the rinks every night and uh, you know get paid the big bucks. So uh, you tend to uh, listen to their opinions and help help it in molding our our list. Exactly. Yeah fantastic stuff so thank you all for watching and we will see you next week and that's a wrap hope you don't miss us too much until next time follow the sick podcast recruits draft cast on youtube facebook google play and apple Podcasts.